So <clears throat> today, on this day of Govardhan Puja, before worshipping Govardhan, we have already begun the worship of the Gauss. We have uh, offered Arati to the cows. We have offered some ladus as well, and there may be more to come. And uh, I've been asked to speak a few words in uh, in glorification of of the cows. So, Namo Brahmanya Devaya. Namo Brahmanya Devaya. Brahmana Hitaya Chao Jagatitaya Krishnaya Govindaya Namo Namaha So we are worshipping the the cows, the Brahmanas. That is the foundation of spiritual culture. Um, Krishna early in the morning it is described that the cowherd boys would awaken in great ecstasy um, they would rise very early and the hairs on their bodies would stand on end just thinking about the upcoming pastimes with Krishna. Meanwhile, Krishna, it is described, is not such an early riser, at least not in Vrindavan. And he would sleep a little longer and everyone was eagerly waiting and Krishna still not getting up. Madhya Sura said he's very tired from playing in the forest with all these boys and all day long, so let him rest a little more. But finally Madhya Soda went in and woke up Krishna. Meanwhile, the cows in the in the Goshalas were eagerly waiting, um, eagerly waiting for Krishna to rise. It said, although the udders of all the cows were filled with milk, they would not allow anyone to come near. Uh, 
must have been some discomfort, but they were ready to, to tolerate that. No one was allowed to come near to milk them until finally Krishna personally came. So Krishna immediately, after waking up, immediately got up from bed before his bath, before anything, to milk the cows because the cows were eagerly waiting. Then once Krishna started milking the cows, then everyone, then everyone was, was also allowed to milk the cows and all the cowherd boys were milking. When Krishna was milking, um, then Krishna was having a golden milk pot. And when Krishna touched the udders of the cows, the cows were so eager to give milk that the milk would just stream out of the uh, udders like that. Krishna barely needed to touch them. Uh, so Krishna, of course, Krishna was very expert at milking. Um, and only after the cows were satisfied, Krishna would take his his bath and after that arrangements were made for Krishna's breakfast. It is said that it was, when it was time to go to the pasture grounds, at that time the cows would just flow out of their stables and there was a, a white river uh, a white river of cows just flowing out of the Goshala and there was also a black river of buffaloes that would also also be there um, but many more cows though than the buffaloes and then Krishna would leave with his uh, cowherd boyfriends for the forest of course, Krishna first was sent out with the calves. Um, and Krishna was actually still too young uh, to take out the cows, but Krishna showed certain symptoms which were af ahead of his age. Krishna showed that he was able to be very diplomatic. Um, he was having different relationships, speaking in different ways with people. He could see this is not Komara, this is not the, an early child who just speaks innocently. No, no, he is he's calculating. Yes, he is. And wherever Krishna walked, the cows would automatically follow him. So cow herding was not very difficult for Krishna because the cows would automatically walk behind him. So everyone noticed that the cows are following only him. So let him, let him be the, uh, be the one to take out the cows, although he was too young. So after some time, Nanda Maharaj reluctantly also agreed to that. Um, we find descriptions that Krishna goes on the forest path of Vrindavan along with cows and calves and that there are unlimited, unlimited cows and unlimited calves. So how all that fits on the forest path is quite amazing. Uh, we would think there would be amazing traffic jams, but somehow or other Krishna arranges that everything, everything fits. It is just possible for Krishna 
to take out so many cows. We know Nanda Maharaj had 900,000 cows. Maharaj Visabhanu 1.1 million cows. Uh, and in Vrindavan, wherever one would be, one could hear, uh, one could hear the mowing of cows. So if we just imagine for a moment that all the cars would be replaced by cows, <laughs> and that the Parikram path would no longer be a road, but that it would again be a nice, soft, sandy path like it used to be, and so on. A Vrindavan filled, filled with cows. Oh, bullock carts being the natural means of transport. Oh. So, in this way, a whole society um, centered around, around the cows. Not only the Vaishya community, but obviously uh, all the various ashrams were depending on the cows. Uh, without ghee, no sacrifice. No sacrifice, no grains, and so on. So in this way, there was an intimate relationship with the cows. And it said one should always protect the cows, even if cows are not giving any milk then still the stool and urine will be beneficial. So those cows will be beneficial. It said that the, when Krishna was herding the cows and bulls, it said he was not using any stick. Huh? Rather the cowherd boys would control the animals by making various sounds. And it said Krishna was separating all the bulls according to age and size. There were the younger ones, then there were ones that were ready to be oxen, then there were bulls with humps, there were big bulls with big humps, there were old bulls, and Krishna very expertly separated all the bulls in different categories, and there were big bulls with rings in their noses which would be tied to a pole. Right? And, of course, we see Krishna and Balaram always carried a silken rope across their shoulders and would, at the time of milking, um, tie the hind legs because sometimes cows, they, they kick. But, not. Anyway, that is the practice. Whether they always did so, I can't say. Anyhow, um, the protection of the cows, uh, the krisi goraksham vanija, the that is vaishya karma swabhava jam. That is the business of the vaishyas, and that is the foundation of a proper society. Um, so sooner or later. Um, we also, instead of sitting behind computers, will have to go back towards dealing with cows. And uh, then 
later when Krishna lived in Dwarka. And Krishna was uh, in Dwarka uh, now living in royalty. Um, at that time, even in the morning, early in the morning, it is described in the Krishna book, in, in the chapter called Krishna's Daily Activities, chapter 70. And it says, early in the morning when Krishna rises, he wakes up with auspicious sounds and prayers. And then one of the first things he does is looking at statues of cows. Right? So even in, in Dwarka, although now he lives like a prince, still he's looking at the statues of cows. Um, so that brings great auspiciousness. Um, so we are very happy to worship statues of cows, a golden calf for Pritu. <laughs> I uh, put that in uh, for his pleasure. We are also worshiping the golden calf in our tradition. <laughs> Why not? Um, the cow is worshipable. Um, all the demigods, says the Padma Purana, reside within the, the body of the cow. The Padma Purana gives many instructions about how to take care of cows. And there's one description, it says, the Goshala should be so nice, it should be just as clean and comfortable as our personal couch and it says uh, it should never be cold in the Goshala and there should never be any dust there should be no cow dung urine or food remnants in the Goshala it should be very nice and very very clean and this of course is is really the spirit um, taking care of the cows. In the past, uh, I have been uh, temple president in the Krishna Balaram Mandir. And when I became temple president, the GBC told me, uh, we have many, many bulls, and across the river, there is one, one Baba, and he takes, he takes bulls. So why don't you go there and ask him if he's willing to take some bulls? So, and then it was arranged that someone was taking me there. So one of my first assignments in the first few days was to go to talk to this Baba about taking 30, 40 bulls. So uh, I went there. On the way, they told me he's a Nanga Baba. He is always naked, right? And they told me some more. They said he walks around with a trident and he goes to trains and he breaks the lock of the trains because they are sending the cows to states where cow slaughter is not forbidden. He breaks the lock, he takes them off the train, and if anybody says anything, he shows his trident. And since he's a holy man, they, uh, 
they uh, nobody stops him. So he, they said he has 475 cows, so a huge number. At that time then, when we arrived, the Baba was seated under a, it was winter, and uh, <coughs> the Baba was seated uh, under some tarpaulin with a fire, and it was very, we also sat next to him and the devotee who was with me started coughing and the Babaji, the Baba said, a bit smoky, isn't it? A tough dude, that was for sure. So then he said how he maintained the cows and why. He said once he had been in some ashram, he stayed there and they said after the night, how will you how will you pay for your stay? He said, pay? I have no pockets. All I have is a trident. Is that what you want? He said, no, it says in the Vedas, if you take someone's salt, then you owe a debt. He says, if it says in the Vedas, then I owe a debt. What do you want? He said, we want that you go to Vindavan and protect the cows. From that day on, he did it. And he was here in Vindavan, single-handedly protecting cows. He used to stand on the road with his trident and if villagers would come by with some tractor with, uh, with busa, cow feet, he would say, this goes to my cows. He said the villagers used to drive around to avoid him. And somehow or other, single-handedly, he maintained 475 cows in this way. He said, sometimes my cow doesn't eat, don't eat, then the village also doesn't eat. He said, if that doesn't help, then I beat somebody up and then usually my cows eat. <laughs> so he was uh, really taking care of them very nicely. And uh, then we spoke about our bulls. And he said, oh, let me show you our Goshala. And he showed the Goshala. And then he said, and here in this place, we're going to build a beautiful place for the Goshalas. He said, it's going to be like a very nice building with very, very nice, uh, you know, decorations and so on. Very good facility. And that is where you will put your 30 bulls. So he was a good businessman also. Um, anyway, such dedication. Um, I remember that when Kurma Rupa left his body, who did care for cows, that this Baba also came uh, to offer his respects. Protecting the cows is the most glorious service. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's a description how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu met an astrologer. And this astrologer, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked, can you tell me who I was in my last life? The astrologer did a calculation. The astrologer did a meditation and he was astonished. He couldn't speak. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, so what did you find? He said, I don't know, but what I'm finding is that you are the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, it's all wrong, it's all wrong. I know that in my last life, I was a cowherd boy. And as a result of this pious activity in this life, I became a Brahmana. So, we can see uh, how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu points out that the service to the cows is, is, is most elevating. Um, so somehow or other, um, we never sent our bulls to that, uh, to that Baba because I felt ashamed. I felt if one man takes care of 475 cows, how can a whole society, how can a whole society, the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, not take care of its own bulls, right? Uh, we should be taking care of many more cows. Yes, that is our service. So, uh, this Goshala was started at the time of Srila Prabhupada. Initially, there was, uh, Srila Prabhupada mentioned that one Kaviraj had said, milk from a black cow would would be very helpful for his health. So Gunarnava Prabhu arranged for a cow and on the construction site of the temple there was a black cow and Gunarnava would bring a pot of milk every day to Srila Prabhupada from that black cow. So that was the beginning of the Goshala. Then later, together with Bhagaji, who was Prabhupada's friend, one can say, and, uh, and knew a lot about cows, together with Gunarneva, they started the Goshala in these buildings, Taparia House, it was called, uh, Sravananda, uh, his he arranged for a large donation and the stables were built and so the Goshala started. The land where we are now, this land was purchased later. That wasn't there initially. But gradually the Goshala has grown and now this land is there. Uh, these days, that is not all there is, there's also a farm actually. Um, the Gurukul has built a new school. Uh, we bought 100 acres of land and 60 acres of that land is for the school and 40 acres is for the farm. And eventually that farm is now developing and gradually more and more cows will go on the land because here it is too tight. Cows need land, need to move. Um, of course, at the time of Krishna, they would uh, walk uh, with the cows and the cows would just graze in the forest. But these days it gets more difficult. Um, for many, many years, like late 70s, early 80s, every day the cows were taken from the Goshala to the Yamuna. 
Right? And they would take the whole herd to the Yamuna and, and they would graze on the way. Because in those days, this was only a sand path. There was no traffic at all. There were no cars. So the cows would walk towards the Yamuna. And then there was grass on the way. They would graze and come back. But now all that is becoming more and more difficult. So... Um, that land where that uh, farm project is, is uh, the area where Agasura was killed, right? So auspicious land. You can visit our farm also, and it needs to develop. But in the future, uh, more and more cows will be there. Mm. Like that, we have to make really nice provisions for the cows. And on this day uh, of Gopuja, we are uh, very fortunate um, that we are able to care for the cows. The Goshala is, um, is here for uh, protecting the cows for a lifetime. Um, no cows can be given away. Um, no bullocks can be given away. We accept them for life, always, under our protection. Um, so it's a great responsibility. Um, sometimes in our movement, we've hesitated about having cows. Uh, but yeah, this morning, I was reading a little bit, and Srila Prabhupada said, like, in New Vrindavan, Srila Prabhupada said, if there are no cows, it's not Vrindavan. <laughs> so we must immediately get cows. Um, so cows are a requirement. We depend on cows. and. Uh, it may be challenging to care for the cows. Um, these days, uh, more and more people are uh, becoming vegan, and also uh, not only outside of our movement, but also inside of our movement. Um, of course, Srila Prabhupada in the Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, very much emphasizes the importance of taking milk. Uh, uh, he also emphasizes that milk sweets should be offered to the deities. Uh, here in Vrindavan, uh, Srila Prabhupada uh, reserved the milk sweets for the Gurukul. Yes, they got all the milk sweets. We would like look like oh. Sometimes we would steal. What <laughs> to do? Such things are going on. Yes, so uh, milk is essential for the finer brain tissue. Milk is required. Uh, when the milk of the cows is offered to Krishna, then all get the benefit, uh, including the cows. So this is the solution. 
Um, some devotees will say, yes, I'm vegan, but I'll take only ahimsa milk. But that was also not Srila Prabhupada's program. Um, Srila Prabhupada wanted milk to be there, right? offered to the deities, to the devotees, and so on. So I don't think we should change that. At the same time, though, I do think that we can be sensitive to the fact that cows are being mistreated. And if we simply just take the milk from cows that are mistreated, that's not so nice. So where we can, we should uh, take the milk from protected cows and we should take up this responsibility of protecting cows. But at the same time, it's not realistic to just say ahimsa milk only. And milk is essential. So with sympathy for the, for the vegans, for their good sentiments, uh, but uh, ultimately it's not a solution, right? Only when milk is offered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead are we having a, uh, the solution. That was a little social commentary as well. Why not? Uh, because the cows uh, are the center of Krishna's life and therefore the cows should be in the center of our life. Uh, the way Krishna lives in, in Vrindavan is, is the perfect lifestyle. There is no better lifestyle. If we would all live like that, we would have a happy world, a world centered around the cows. So I thank you very much for listening to, uh, to the few things I said about the cows. I don't know if there's a question or a comment. I will take only one, maybe if. Otherwise, we'll carry on with our program of the day. And after appreciating, worshipping the cows, I think we can still go to the Goshala, see the cows, feed the cows, and then there will also be Pasadam. So here's our manager of the day. He will tell us what the ongoing program is. And uh, thank you very much.